You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming, the Xfinity 10G network. Join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com slash purpose. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bella's Podcast. Look out, because we have another set of siblings on today's podcast. That is right. We have the host of the Sibling Revelry Podcast, Kate and Oliver Hudson. All right, (laughs) here we go. Happy hump day, Bella Army. I'm Bree. And I'm Nicole. And this is the Bella's Podcast. You know, I thought the name of their podcast was Sibling Rivalry. And I was so excited to talk about all of our fights, Nicole. You would be, Bree. And by the way, it's revelry. It's a celebration. But you know what? We could still talk about our fights. I'm down for that. (laughs) You know what that means? It's time for opening up. So let's pop that bottle. All right, everyone. So today we are opening up with some mimosas. I know, right? We have three ounces of OJ, one and a half ounces of non-alcoholic sparkling wine, and half an ounce of simple syrup. I will say it definitely feels like you're having a mimosa. Mimosa, Brie. Mimosa. But it feels like a mimosa. Okay. Okay, you guys. I have to say... I'm fangirling right now. I am beyond fangirling. <laughs> I am beyond excited for our episode. I don't know about a lot of you listeners out there, but I owned many VHSs from this actress. One being my favorite movie, I think, of all time, Almost Famous. Yes, that's right. Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson are going to be on the show today. That's right. And Brie... Let me just tell you guys, because she's just going to be shy. (laughs) Um, Kate Hudson's been like her girl crush forever. I mean, years and years and years and years. Okay. I've always, no, you have always wanted to channel a Kate Hudson. You just love what she does and what she represents. So I know my sister, when we were going to get interviewed for their podcast, was just 
doing backflips inside. Okay, don't embarrass me in front of them. But I will say <laughs> this. I think what drew me to Kate Hudson when she, you know, became a big star, mm-hmm. I felt like it was the first star that I kind of was like, whoa, this person's really down to earth. She felt like your friend. Very relatable. Yeah, she was so authentic. You just, you felt like she wasn't hiding anything. She, you just were like, that's her. And if you met her in person, you feel like, She'd be really sweet and nice. I agree. There's just something about she, her. You know what it was? She was like when you and your girlfriends go to happy hour. She was honestly herself. She has the most adorable laugh. And then you meet her brother. And now we've all gotten to know her brother, who I think is one of the most hilarious people in the world. Literally, his Instagram always has me laughing. Me too. I stalk his Instagram because I cry laugh. Me too. It's so good. Even That's when, what I love about it. They're just honest people. They're not afraid to be themselves. Right. You know what I mean? And let's be honest. Look who their mom is. Goldie Hawn. I mean, I mean, how do you not become great if your mother's Goldie Hawn? Right. But I do have to say, Nicole and I being siblings, we love talking to other siblings because I feel like there's just that chemistry. The back and forth is always hilarious. Mm-hmm. So... The fact that these two have a podcast together. Which is called Sibling Revelry. Yeah, is just amazing. I agree. And, you know, it's funny because it makes me kind of think about all the times, Nicole, you and I have had rivalries. Well, rivalries and how we work together because, you know, their podcasts, they always bring on siblings. And, I mean, yeah, we're twin sisters, but we've always worked together. And then we even turned our work into a very big storyline where we went against each other. I, know. I mean, we went against each other a lot in WWE. If you think the first time you and I went against each other was at ECW. Main when, evented, by the way. Main evented, that is correct. And it's when I went off with the Colognes and you went off with Miz and Morrison. Mm-hmm. And th- that match, which was the week before WrestleMania 25, it was crazy. Like just, you know, to be in a storyline going against you, who knew that that was going to be one of many So then after that was the one then that led to when you joined the authority. Why didn't, yeah, I didn't officially join the authority, but I turned on you at SummerSlam. That's right. And then we had that one, which I actually have to say I loved. I don't think anyone was expecting you to punch me in the face after we had a match with Stephanie McMahon. But um, I think that was a really big moment. Um, I didn't punch you in the face. I gave you a forearm to the face. Forearm to the face. Even though I'm sure you wanted to punch me in the face. Yeah. I would have wanted to do that. <laughs> and then, it, you know, from there, I think we had one of our favorite matches when we did Hell in the Cell together. Yeah, it was still the same storyline. You're talking about one of our biggest storylines we had where I turned on Brie. I became the heel, the bad guy for some of you that don't know. And... Brie was the good guy, and we did it for, like, a long time. How many months were we in that rivalry? I feel like three months. So, like, three months, maybe longer. Brie and I got pay-per-view matches against each other. I mean, single matches. And, you know, Brie was talking about it is one of both of our favorite matches, a Hell in a Cell match. And I think, too, what was nice is when you're sisters, it's like when we get in that ring, we just trusted each other so much, and we would give. You know, sometimes you could work with someone in the ring, and they don't want to help you look good or they don't want to do, you know, back and forth. And when you would actually wrestle your friends or in this case, my sister, um, we were there for each other. We were about the match. We were about making the match great and the story great, not being selfish. Right. But you know, what's funny is when I first turned on my sister at SummerSlam and I gave her that big forearm that felt so great that ended up becoming one of my moves and my move set was I had to cut this promo a week later and 
I was so evil. And I remember like just that week texting Brie every night, like, are you sure you're okay? You're sure it didn't affect you? It's just a story. I mean, I remember when Vince made me say the worst line ever. Remember how I tried to fight so hard? I wish you died in the womb. I know, it was awful. You guys don't understand. Mm -hmm. I tried so hard. But it's fiction. To not say that line. And he was so adamant about it. And it was hard on me to say that line. And plus, you know, it was okay. But, um, But yeah. Oh, you know what? We did have another rivalry. Where? You and I were going for Daniel Bryan's virginity. Oh, And that's who would have thought right. that out of that storyline, I met my future husband. Ew, I kissed your husband. You but did. But just a peck on the lips. Yeah, so if you're not a wrestling fan and you're listening, you're probably thinking, what? Yes, go to YouTube and you'll see that my sister and I both had a kiss, my husband Bryan, on TV right after his match. And it's really funny, but we had a thing, a storyline where we made a bet with each other who gets Daniel Bryan's virginity first. But what ended up happening at the end of the storyline is we misunderstood him. He wasn't a virgin. He was a vegan, but that storyline is what turned us into Hill Bellas because of Gail Kim. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We've done so many fun things as siblings, which has been so amazing. Even when we're against each other, it's like, it's character work. It's so much fun to, you know, become those characters and do it with family. I know. Oh, it makes me miss wrestling just talking about it. Who would you take as a tag partner if you had Kate or Oliver? I mean, do I even... Well, yeah, of course. Obviously, you would take Kate. And And the only reason is because we'd have the best outfits ever (laughs) because I love her fashion. And I feel like we both agree on fashion. And your name could be, your tag team name could be Almost Famous. And then Oliver and I, I feel like actually our personalities match very well. And I think we would be like the Basham compadres. The Basham compadres. Right? That kind of fits us, I feel it like. It does. You know, I have to say, Kate I feel and like Oliver. like we chug a beer before we'd walk out and like high five and then like just destroy people. Yeah. I like that actually. Kate and Oliver actually, I would be interested if they'd ever work together in a movie in the future. Oh, yeah. It would be fun to see those two. Oh, my, it'd be great. I mean, it'd be an amazing comedy. Yeah. They need yeah. to do it. We need to We want them. it. They need to do it. We want that. All right, you guys, we're so excited because up next is Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh, yeah. And you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum. And their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Mm, It's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We really do. We actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses. So if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products 
as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeed.com. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm-hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part? Mm-hmm. It works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, so you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store, and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla? I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. 
And you know what's the cutest thing is every time her dad comes to visit, he calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay, how many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me, yes. And we deserve, as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista. And now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. This conversation originally aired on the Sibling Revelry podcast, hosted by Kate and Oliver Hudson. The Bellas. The Bellas. Hi, girls. How are you? Good. Good. How are you? Good. I'm. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we got to do this. I want to hear about your upbringing, your childhood. You grew up in Arizona. Oh. Daddies, mommies. Give us. Give us the lowdown. Where were you conceived? <laughs> yeah. So we were conceived San Diego. Yeah. Our Cali parents. Um, my mom got pregnant at 18. Her and my dad were freshmen in college, and um, well, my dad wasn't in college. They were high school sweethearts. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom has an 18, but the best is because she was a teen pregnancy. They didn't do um, ultrasounds or anything. So she just assumed she was having a big baby boy and then pops out Nicole, this five-pound baby, and she's like, oh, okay. And then it was 16 minutes later that they realized I was still in the inside and they're like oh my gosh you have another baby and my mom literally told him no no i'm not gonna push i already pushed and then here (laughs) i came i know she tells me the story and i'm always like thanks mom that says so much about her oh i mean oh yeah i was like of course you did (laughs) yeah that's like exactly right what she would say yeah i'm done pushing (laughs) now and then our childhood was kind of like it was rough. Like there was some really good parts. There was some really bad parts. Our dad was a struggling drug addict, but my parents were kind of just kids trying to raise kids. So they were just figuring out their life while we were in the picture. And then my brother came along two and a half years later. We all loved each other, but it was just like the household was yeah. just a little. Well, we played loud. soccer. We felt like that was like kind of our getaway. We did competitive soccer. It was our life. Mm. And then Brie quit before college, which the plan was pay for your college. <laughs> She's like, screw it. I'd rather be a Hooters girl. <laughs> <laughs> but what, Big what, dreams. what was, I mean, what were the difficulties of growing up? Was it your relationship between your parents? Was their relationship like fraught? But, so my parents had an awful relationship and it was actually habits that we really had to go to therapy for to like kick out of our system in our 20s because we started to realize like still no no still in therapy right, trying right. to kick hey, it out yeah me too you definitely with relationships okay, well, you should be back in therapy <laughs> <laughs> um, so but you know like my dad wasn't faithful um my parents would split come back together they were always fighting which then made us kids think like, okay, to communicate, it's all about yelling and screaming and fighting. And it really took my husband to be like, listen, you might argue that way, but I don't. Like, I can't get to that level. And so I really had to teach myself in the beginning with him to just argue differently Mm. and just calmly like talk about stuff. But that's always what we saw in our households. And when my parents divorced when we were 15, 
we were really relieved because the house became happier, but it also... We got wild. We got wild. Yeah. I mean, I feel like even like our our father was so strict and it is crazy. And I think so many divorced kids go through this. Like when the parents split, you just kind of have this instant freedom. And during this time, were you both really close? Like, were you wild together? Oh my gosh. For sure. We, you know, it's funny because even though we're identical twins, uh, my mom starting third grade made us be in different classes because we caused so much trouble when we were in the same class. And so we kind of ended up getting our own friends, but we were always still like best friends and we had our own personalities. But during that time, we really leaned on each other and we just, I was probably a little more wild. Yeah, I was going to say for sure. Yeah. I was a little more of a rebel and wild. <laughs> Brie would try to calm me down. She was more sexually advanced at the age of 15. <laughs> well, I was a little bit of a prude still. I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, really this scary. new life, let's experience <laughs> yeah. everything. Did you guys try to rein each other in at all? Or was it like, let's just go free for all and then figure it out? So we went free for all. For, for a little so, bit. Yeah. And then I started to date this really great guy. And he kind of just turned me around and was just like, what are you doing? He was like a light. He was. Yeah. He was a light in my life. And he just was like, just because your dad is MIA doesn't mean like you have to act like this. And your dad's going through his thing. That's his life. Like figure out your journey. And he, at a young age, I was kind of like, oh gosh, okay, I guess that's true. So he really turned me around. And and unfortunately, I actually lost him my senior year of high school. He was killed by a drunk driver. But he always, his presence and like how he made me very spiritual. And it was crazy how like he changed me from my, like my parents' divorce, even though I ended up losing him, which then made me go a little crazy. But um, I still kept his spirit with me. Right, so he he, he was in your life for a very important reason even though it was maybe short-lived yeah like an angel yeah crazy wow and were you guys always together i mean were you guys always sort of in each other's faces and or was there times when you were like just leave me the fuck alone let me do my own thing oh us two for sure i hated her high school boyfriend hated he was bad news she finally realized it years later i mean yeah (laughs) but that period of time, we were always like kind of at each other because yeah. it was killing me to see her just so under this guy's spell. And I was just like, wake up. And so we just, we, her and I would really go at it. We would. It was just a good like two years where there was like a lot of fighting and everyone hated everyone. And <laughs> it was just, I mean, I hated him too, but couldn't get away from it. <laughs> you have a brother. Yeah. We do. Where did your brother fit into all this? You know what I mean? So my brother had the hardest time out of all of us. I think Nicole and I, and I don't know if it's... we had each other. We had each other yeah. and being female, when my parents split, we were relieved because we were like, they've hated each other since we could remember. We like pushed it towards the end. Yeah. We're like, like you guys got to split. I literally went to the principal in our high school and was like, <laughs> um, you might want to get the police involved because my mom needs to choose me or my dad. <laughs> like, I mean... When I look back and I'm like, I can't believe I did that, but that's just, I couldn't take it anymore. And so literally the school called her and was like, so you have to choose your daughter or your husband because your daughter won't go home. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. So my brother took it the hardest and he, we kind of saw a huge change in like his personality and just how he was. So 
It, and I think, too, because there was stuff going on that he knew about that he didn't want to tell my mom that he saw. So he was holding in, like, a lot of guilt and pain. Anger. Anger. And so um, my brother, like, really just, like, was not good with it. And we tried with him, but... Well, but then we left two years later. Yeah, then her and I, yeah, left the house. Oh, so he was so, on his own. No. So he was on yeah. his own with it. So you guys were both super athletic when you were young. Yes. Yeah. And you were soccer players. Yeah. We played, mm-hmm. yeah. And what were your positions? I was center mid, never got the credit I deserved. She, me too, me too. Okay, so she you, we were there this. for offense, we were there for defense, but offense everything. and defense gets everything. So I was sweeper. Run. Good runners. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I won all the awards, and that's what she would always say. Okay, I won awards too. But I got the, <laughs> the bigger ones. Because you were you were a sweeper, and defense gets everything. Hey, I stopped a lot of goals to where I even sacrificed my tibia. Oh, that's right. You broke your leg, right? Yeah. How'd like that- right in half. Oh, you A week before snap. I was signing a full ride. Uh, scholarship. Give me, give me an, I want to understand what happened. You know, it makes me, I, we both are very competitive, but I was a whole new level. When I look back, (laughs) like I was cocky. I would get, I would yell. Still are. are. No, I'm not. (laughs) I am not cocky. (laughs) And I was very aggressive. Very aggressive. Yeah. So, I mean, it was for a stupid game for fourth place or third place, right? Yeah. And the girl got a breakaway and she went to shoot the ball. Yeah. I slid, slid, slide tackle. How would you say that? Slide tackle. Slide tackle. Slide tackle. Slid tackle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We don't have good grammar. As she was taking the (laughs) shot, no. Um, And we just hit shin to shin. My shin snapped in half. It made the loudest noise (sighs) where everyone on the field was like, oh, and like my whole right side just like shut down. Yeah. The positive is the firemen who came were super hot. Super hot. (laughs) The ref hated me. So she was like, you can walk off the field. And I was like, you're crazy. But my dad actually was there and he ran onto the field and picked you up. So that was the one nice thing he did at that time. He um, ran on the field and picked me up. And then I like started to feel a little better when all the like five hot firefighters were working on me. It's like, oh wow! I was like, oh my god! Then my parents. Why do have I good feel insurance. like we're very similar in our high school years? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I was like, this is great. <laughs> but then what sucked is they wanted to take me in their car. Well, their ambulance. And or no, their fire truck. Well, I don't know where. No, no it was an ambulance. Came, but then my dad, fire truck. <laughs> whatever. My dad's like, oh wait, we have shitty insurance. So then I had to go on my dad's truck and then be driven in the hospital. And I was like, well, damn, this sucks, but that's okay. <laughs> Saved the money. I so. had. I'll just share my little breakaway story. So I was super fast, and we were kind of like the underdog. So they would always move me to a defensive position if we had a really fast striker, and. There was this girl, her name's Skylar Little. She actually went pro. But anyway, Skylar had a breakaway. She had about a foot and a half on me, like one step and a half on me. And I was, that was just no way. It was a playoff game. I was like, I will die if I let her get this breakaway. And I did the same thing. I slid tackled. (laughs) (laughs) Why did that sound so right? I think it's, I think it's slide tackled, not slid. I keep like saying in my head, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) But, uh, but I got, but I got the ball. No, no, no broken tibias. Ugh, I got lucky. the ball. She got so mad. I was on the floor. 
that she t- the ball kind of went back and hit somebody and came back to her feet and she got so mad and I was lying on the floor that she took with her entire might and kicked the ball into my stomach <gasps> and knocked the wind. I- I've never had the wind knocked out of me like this. And uh, got red carded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that red card. And then with Skyler, we ended up winning the game. It was great. That, that, is, um, that is a good breakaway story. Dang, a lot better than mine. The outcome. Well, you had, you had scholarships, right? I mean. Yeah. I was so, then the league was up for the women. And I was going to play for the Arizona Heat Wave professionally. And then also play at Arizona State University. And it just all, everything went away. Everything. Mm. And honestly, I was like really down because I lost everything. They're like, my leg was so broken and they didn't know how I would come back. And then they kind of messed up on the surgery. Like my screws were sticking out of my ankle. I was like, is that normal? It's about to go through my skin. And they had to redo it. And it's still never been the same. Like I've broken it twice wrestling um, because I was didn't realize I was supposed to get the rod out like over a decade ago. And I still have it in. So God. I'm bouncing around the ring and I would be like, I think a metal bar is about to go through my knee. Um, and it would just. Did yeah, it happen it keeps, actually in a match? Well, it was crazy because a while, um, years ago, it was seven years ago when Divas came out, Total Divas. Yeah. And I, I kept feeling so much pain in my right leg, but I don't want to tell anyone. And so, because I was finally, like, getting a wrestling storyline and you know how all that goes. It's just, like, you don't want to give up your spot. And one day I looked down and I'm like, oh, my gosh, my shin's sunken in. <laughs> and so I bizarre. go, I had to go get an MRI. And the doctor's like, um, your shin is, like, pretty much snapped in half again. It was the rod that was keeping everything in place. He's like, how have you been walking? I'm like, well, I've just been, I've been in so much pain. Then I had to get put into a wheelchair for a bit and they still made me travel to tv every week so i was like had to go to the airports early and sit and wait for someone to push me to the gate and like oh it was so frustrating but it happened twice nothing worse than my broken neck but i've broken a lot of bones you broke your neck yeah and now i'm done but yeah good what the fuck forget it stick with the stick with the reality shows this is fucking just (laughs) yeah i don't know what's harder reality shows or wrestling with a broken neck (laughs) 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 physically yeah you want to wrestle a lot of people when you're filming reality oh my gosh your body has been through so much so much yeah my poor body it hates me me on the other hand i nothing she says because she sleeps a lot. I read that you guys, so your your strengths are your weaknesses and your weaknesses are your strengths, right? So what are, let, let's get, get into that for a second. What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? How does she complete you? How do you guys complete each other? Oh, I'm someone who can like... I like a simple schedule and sometimes I'm one of those people who like, if you give me a couple days in a row where I can wake up and do absolutely nothing, I'm going to take advantage of that. I love it. My sister does it every day. We got to work. We're going to put stuff in. She's very driven and it's nice because she pushes me in that way. And sometimes when I might not want to go the extra mile, she gives like, she gets me to go that extra mile where my husband wouldn't (laughs) He'd kick back with me. Yeah. So it's great to have that. But at the same time, I think what I've done for my sister is I don't believe you have to work seven days a week. I believe you do need self-care time. You do need days to wake up in the morning and just 
enjoy your coffee in the morning and not have anywhere else to go. So I've slowed her down a bit because I'm like, Nicole, why have this plate all full and just like you're stressed out all the time. Mm -hmm. So I believe that works out for each other. And then when it comes to business stuff, she can get very like hot quick. Like she, someone pisses her off in a meeting. She'll be quick to want to say something. And then I'm like the nice one who comes in to calm the situation to kind of just be like, so what my sister said in her angry words, <laughs> that's not, it's, you know, I think when you've been in a male dominated industry for 13 years and like your voice would never get heard, it's like in business, I come at people like quicker because I had a fight. We had a fight for it, but she's right. It is how we complete each other. We definitely are yin and yang, like for sure. And I think that's what's made this work beyond like a marriage or right. a sister, twins, like as far as a partnership. Like how many business, times I, I, have I told you, don't tweet that. Don't do it. Don't tweet it. Well, that was like in the past. I don't tweet <laughs> mean anymore. But I mean, I have I would tweeted pull her some back. People deserved it then. Like, and I didn't even care. <laughs> I was like, I'm so happy you saw that and knew it was about you because I didn't want to text you it because I don't have your number. Well, so, that's, that's something refreshing about that, though. You know, it's that unfiltered sort of fuck it attitude. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, but, you know, you have your sisters sort of pull you to rein you in. Yeah. You yeah. Well, and I tell all the time, I love that attitude. But I go, but we also have a brand and it could now ruin your brand. I'm well, like, I mean, so- I think twice about like <laughs> the stuff I'm going to say to them. I'm like, okay, maybe delete that and add this word. <laughs> the thing that sucks about having to let go of the feistiness because I'm super fiery and super feisty is that y- you think that it kind of defines who you are and but it never really gets the result that you want ever no ever we have to manage our reactive emotions because especially by the way women in male-dominated industries because our power especially as women is to be quite uh to be our own witnesses to be observant to be able to communicate to listen to nurture and then to attack yeah but you attack differently than being reactive because that just scares people away. Right. It's, and so I wonder, becomes, sounds like emotional. That's what like sometimes I always say. It's like if you're first like me and there was a business partner not a couple weeks ago, kind of got into it. And she came at me in a way that felt emotional. But I feel like when women come at someone really quick in your head, the first thing you think is like, oh, that was very emotional instead of professional. And maybe if a man came at me that way, I'd probably think differently. I don't know. But that's what I said. We don't ever want to come off like emotional. Right. But I feel like the past few years I've started attacking people with smiley faces and like, (laughs) you know, when you give like that backhanded compliment, it's Mm. like, oh my God, I just read your bio and you believe in God and Jesus is first. Have a great day. I love your comment. Smiley face. I would just start throwing that (laughs) stuff at them so they could think about who they are as a person. And then the next time they write something mean on my page, they should think about Jesus first and God is great. And she does do that a lot, which I do admire. I find it really funny. And we started this thing because in wrestling, we'd get a lot (laughs) of hate. I should stop that. I am almost 37. But it is fun. We'd get a lot of hate in wrestling at times. So we started this thing like haters going to hate, Bella's going to ball. Because every time a hater would make a comment, we'd just start balling even more. And we were like, wow, like keep hating because it makes us greater. (laughs) So people hate that, but it's great. Yeah. So we'd always do that. Like just kind of. What kind of hate, though, would you guys get? People, we had a lot because where we came out in the industry, 
So my sister and I came into the industry different than other wrestlers and people felt we didn't deserve to be there. And it was really interesting because what we realized quickly in wrestling, if you didn't have the passion for wrestling as a really young kid, it was like, oh, then this was never your dream. It's like, no, I came across it in my early 20s and I thought it was badass and I wanted to do it. So why can't I have a dream at the age of 21? Mm -hmm. But in the wrestling world, it wasn't allowed. And we had to like fight so many people on hate of us being accepted. It was like they wouldn't accept the Bella Twins. Well, it, what it is, it's, um, and you guys probably know this, when you become more successful, I feel like sometimes that breeds hate in our industry. Brie and I were becoming like the most successful women that WWE ever had. And when the reality shows came, it was like the, when they got really successful, there were so many people in that industry that didn't think that would happen. So when that started to happen and it also brought more women to the WWE product, people wanted to hate on us for it. And then it was like when we started dating guys that were very well known, it was like, well, that's why she's dating that guy and she's with that guy. I mean, talk about building you up to break you down. Yeah. But would the haters be like hardcore wrestling fans who were like, you don't oh, yes. deserve this? Like that kind of thing? Yeah. And I mean, it's like the online ones. And that's what I'd always tell her. That's like 10% of the fan base. But they have the loudest voices. They do. We call them smart marks in our industry. And because of everything, we would start to build. And then also, we were the mean girls. Like, our, like our, our characters. So we were the bad, like legit heels, bad girls. And they would believe everything that was being said in promos. And don't get me wrong. Some of the girls that would get on the mic because of how they were with Brie and I, they would say stuff like... They just attack us in ways and the fans would believe it. And it, it's crazy still to this day, the hate we will get from... I mean, we got inducted to the Hall of Fame this year for yes, WWE. Yes, I read that. And Congratulations. Yeah, was, That's dope. I mean, to have Vince McMahon call you and That's give really you all these dope. reasons yeah. why he wants to induct you was, I mean, we, oh, surreal. Amazing. But we were trending two days straight because fans were disgusted <laughs> that they were so mad. Yeah, but that, that means you did something right. You did something I mean, right. right. Right? Even when the New York Post has to write about it, I'm like, whoa. And Forbes. And Forbes wrote about it. They're like, damn. And like, we were like, like yeah, we thought the same. But oh, wow, we're getting inducted. Yeah. <laughs> like, just wait for those comments uh, to come back. Yeah. I'm going to look at everyone's bios. With the kissy face. Yeah. They, but is it is it mostly females who are hating no males males, males. really yeah. Oh, yeah and i always tell brie they just know i could kick their ass so they can't handle that <laughs> why are they so upset me. like what in what what in what world like why i don't know it's funny because my husband and i will talk about this all the time because the fans that hate us love him mm -hmm. and it's bizarre because they'll be like, Brie Bella, oh, she should never be in wrestling. Daniel Bryan, he's like wrestling God. And mm -hmm. I'm like, it's so weird. We're like married. We've been together nine years. Like, <laughs> but like, the probably thing you casted so a spell on him. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but it's like this, I don't know. They just, because we didn't come from what to them, the indie market, this independent market. Mm -hmm. We came in differently that we, they never thought we were worthy of the WWE. How did so. you come in? So we came in through a thing called Diva Search. It's almost like Glow. Have you ever seen Glow on Netflix? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's how we came in. They were looking for female wrestlers, and I, I saw it. I, I auditioned like, for that, I think. You did? No. Yeah. 
No. That's awesome. That actually is. Yeah. All right, keep going. Keep going on your, on your oh, yeah, successor. So we, so we did Diva Search, and I was like, Nicole, come with me. Like, We loved entertainment. Like Growing up, we even though we were soccer players, we loved drama. We loved entertainment. Every time there would be big boxing parties at our house, we'd always ask if we could lip sync to the Spice Girls during intermission. <laughs> like, so embarrassing. <laughs> um, so when I saw WWE, I'm like, these girls are aggressive. They fight, but they're telling stories. They're like characters. And so we went and we actually didn't make it. They were like, no. But we showed up to fight. Like we were wearing like kicks and like bandanas. Girls were like dressed up as go-go dancers. Yeah. So we weren't their look, but we begged to wrestle. And so they flew us out to McDonough, Georgia. And we got in the ring and we were like, this is it. Like this is what we we want. fell in love. Fell in love. So we got these like penny contracts. Mm. Like it was for no money. We're making more money working at the Sky Bar off Sunset Boulevard um, than the contract we were offered. But Did you just, work at the Sky Bar? I did. <laughs> did you actually I worked at, at the Sky Bar? I worked at Sushi <laughs> on Sunset and the Sky Bar. Sushi on Sunset, that was the jam. I used to love that, that was. place. Sushi on Sunset was the spot. Oh, God, that's the so spot. The spicy tuna. And I worked there as... way back in the day. I was 19. You were oh, 19? Well, then we, I oh, must, I, mean, I probably saw have, you. You probably, you probably were I was probably your guys' we waitress. I was there all the time. God. Remember your interview for Sushia and I sat in it and then the guy <laughs> all of a sudden, the owner looked at me and goes, are you her manager? And I go, no, I'm her sister. And he goes, do you sit in all of her interviews? Oh yeah. And then I thought in my head, why am I sitting in her interview? <laughs> <laughs> I like wanted to make sure she got the job because you needed a job. Really I needed bad. money. And yeah. I thought like, I don't know if I stared him down by sitting there, like you were going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I can't like, believe I actually your allowed mom that. boss next to you. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is so funny. That is funny. Oh okay, gosh. so then you went to Tampa, and then yeah, you so just we started, started wrestling, and then yeah, we started to learn the craft of wrestling. Then we started to wrestle like around Tampa. So we'd wrestle at boys and girls clubs, at high schools, at the flea market, at churches. At I mean, it's crazy where we've wrestled. And we like, actually dealt with racism, which was nuts. You guys, our first time in Alabama, because we decided we thought it'd be so fun to drive from California to Florida and make it like a road trip. And we stopped in Alabama. We're like, oh, we've heard Alabama's cool. We stopped in Mobile, Alabama. And we're like, what's this Mobile, place called Alabama. Mobile? <laughs> so we like walk into a bar. And we're like so excited. And it's like all these bikers everywhere. We're like sitting, having drinks. Can't believe like we're actually in Alabama. Yeah. And these people walk up and they like kick the chairs because we were at a table for four. <laughs> so there's two and they kick and we're like, whoa. Yeah, just thinking people like, are wow. drunk and have fun. And they're like, hey, your kind isn't welcome to you. And we're like, what? Are kind? And they're like, yeah. We're like. California girls because we just weren't thinking they're like what no you're kind they go you belong in the bar down the way and we're like okay and they made and some Mexican yeah they like, said, like made a Mexican comment and I was wow. like oh my gosh well we're dealing with racism it's real <laughs> it's, yeah and then we ran then we it got pretty aggressive and we had to leave and then we went to the bar down the way and it was a jazz bar and walked in we're like are we are we allowed to being here yeah. and they're like yeah we're like okay yeah. we weren't allowed on the other side i don't know if we're allowed on this side wow that's crazy we're allowed in the jazz bar yeah. it was crazy and we had the, our first match now granted it was like 20 people in the um crowd we were at this one high school and we came out and we're supposed to be the good guys so we're like smiling like <laughs> yay and they're like spick 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 and we were like 
<laughs> like still smiling like what? And I remember going to Brie one. I think they're going to Spix. <laughs> and then every time we do something, they boo. And we're like the good guys. So they love the heels beating us up. Like they loved when the bad and- guys beat us up. And like anytime we do something great, they'd be like Spix. And we were like, wow, it was the craziest thing. So eye opening. Yeah. Because never in our lives growing up. I mean, we're Mexican, Italian, British, Irish. (laughs) We're we're the American mutt. But um, to them, that's crazy. It was crazy. It opened up our eyes. Definitely. That's fucking crazy. And then just wrestling. And I remember my mom came out and my boyfriend (laughs) at the time and watching us wrestle in flea markets and these little bars. And my mom's like, I mean, you guys kick ass in there, but are you sure this is what you want in life? And we're like, no, we do. We know we're going to do something great with it. Yeah. But I don't understand that. I don't understand the haters then because it seems like you girls paid your dues. You know what I mean? Like you were on the road, you were, you were wrestling for 20 people and you were, you know, running the the small market circuit. Like, why is that not paying your dues? I, I feel like when you're at the forefront of like a revolution, it's like no matter what you do, you're just the blame for change. And I feel like because we are at the forefront for women wanting more and, you know, just women breaking all these barriers, Bree and I got, we like, I don't want to say the blame of it, but it was, it was like, how can women be doing this? It has to be because of those two girls and who, who they're dating and who they're this. And if these girls we like don't like them, then we can't like them. And it, it was crazy because it's like everyone had to find an excuse of why women were actually changing the game. And Bree and I were at that front part. And so it's like they can't let it go of like why this change for women has happened. Right. And I think because we wrestled in front of those type of crowds for over a year where they look at someone like my husband who did that for 10 years until he made it to WWE. Okay. There's always so much comparison. And I always think to myself, and this takes me back to high school, like everyone's journey is different. In WWE, sometimes I don't understand why we always have to be compared to how our journey was coming here. Like we all had some type of journey to come here, you know? And so it... It kills me. Like my sister and I, since the soccer field, we've been a tag team. Like anytime a girl would push me, Nicole would run up and take a girl out and get a red card and be out of the game. But like we've always been a tag team. It's like it's actually been the time we started wrestling. It was a 20 year, 23 year process of being a tag team. But it is hard that fans don't. And it's not all fans, but that the loud ones don't see it that way. I mean, and other fans get frustrated because they'll be like, I, it's not cool to hate the Bella Twins anymore. I think it was cool for a little bit when we were on TV and it was part of the story. The gimmick's done. And so... <laughs> yeah. But who is in charge of that gimmick? So you can like present ideas to Vince um, or sometimes they'll come to you with ideas. But like... At WWE, we'll, we do our own costumes unless they have like a specific idea for you. But um, like you kind of come up with your own character. And if it gets over with the crowd, Vince is like, okay, like this is working. I like it. And right. so I we've learned so much about connection, especially with live crowds, because if the crowd isn't cheering you or booing you, like you're just, you're done. You won't get booked. And so your goal is to become whoever you think you could connect with. <laughs> So do people have to try out characters, meaning like, oh, shit, okay, we're going to try this. This doesn't work. Then I'll try this. That didn't work until you've hit one. Yes. And that's why, like, developmental was important because you try out so many just to see, like, what the crowd feels, to see if it works for you, to see if the higher-ups like it. 
But it is funny how many like gimmicks you'll kind of go through to see what. Yeah, but fits. I feel like if you go through too many, you get fired. Then, that is They're true. They're kind of like, yeah, you're just not working out. Kid. Did you guys have a couple, or were you just one and done? We did, and you know what we found worked for us was not being twins. Because of the reality show, it was Vince really saw that we are two well, different people. people connected to us in the beginning, though, oh, because of it was something different. Yeah, we were the first identical twin girls to ever debut in WWE. But it was, like, weird the minute that Nikki started to be like her, like this sassy jock, and then I was, like, this grungy, like, girl next to her. We just kind of took our personas and we're like, well, let's try it. And people didn't, we didn't know if it was going to work. Cause we're like, people might want us to look identical. It was like crazy just how it took us to the next level. And so we were always just so twin twin and, you know, Latina twins or sporty twins. But it was like the minute we were ourselves, yeah. it like worked. Did you try other th- iterations before that though? So, where it was like, oh shit, that didn't work. Okay, that kind of worked. Or was it boom, right then and there? I feel like because we're identical twins and kind of our debut story, we always would have one twin wrestle and then... At some point, the one twin would go underneath the ring and the other twin would come out and always beat then the opponent. And I, people really got hooked that because then there wasn't social media when we started, which is so crazy to think. Yeah. So no one knew there was twins. So the day when the girl got so sick of it and put her hand under the ring and wasn't going to let the one twin go and like yanked out two girls, the crowd went crazy. Like, wait, there was two this whole time? So I feel like... Be- people connected to us early on because we were twins. It was just them finding our way after that, like our look. Cause it's weird what WWE fans then like kind of connected with Brie and I were so not the girls that like, they really loved just the beautiful blondes that, mm-hmm. you know, were voluptuous and we were so opposite. Um, so we trying to had to like figure our way out from there, but the twin thing, we were lucky always people I felt like did connect with. Yeah. Do you find now that you're, cause you're both no longer wrestling, right? I mean, no. it's no. just, okay. So, and you're, and you don't think you're going to go back. No, I mean, I would love to, but my last fight was against Ronda Rousey and it was cool. Cause we main evented the first ever all women's pay-per-view and it was an awesome story. Like we got super intense. Um, but I was going to go back to, for the tag titles with her and I wasn't feeling good for a few months, like my head. And I was like, don't even tell me something's wrong again with my neck. And I went in to get an MRI and I herniated the disc above where I had surgery. So my doctor was like, that's it. You're done. I kept telling you not to go back. And I was like, wait, let's fix it. And he's like, you have a double spine fusion. That's it. Like no more working out. So for me, he retired me, which I was really upset about. You could still wrestle. I could, but I'm retired. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> I tell her, WWE does have these women tag titles. And it's the one thing we haven't gotten. And I was like, Ugh. here we were like the longest tag team that they had for the women. And we're like, how do we not ever get the, you know, yeah. women tag I got titles? It, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. So... You roll in in a wheelchair like it's not happening. You have another partner. The partner goes down. It's over. But you tag your sister in for one last hurrah to fucking win it. That's it. Yeah. 
That's good, actually. And if we're healed. Not a wheelchair, but like, you know, you're at a commission. That's it. Like, it's been known. You're done. You have a new partner, which is driving you crazy because you're like, fuck that. There's a a thing between the sisters. Like, I kind of don't like you right now, but I'm here to support you. I got to finish off sort of what we haven't. You know, we haven't finished, you know, and, and then boom, your partner goes down. I you feel, tag in the yeah, sister. Yeah, this is good. This is good. This is good. But I feel like we need some pre sort of match footage of the kids in the green room and them. Oh, yeah. Kind of being, you know, mothering. Yes. Yeah. Before oh, dude. Mommy tag team. They win their totally. titles. Yeah. It'd be even cooler, actually, if we were like breastfeeding and like handing yeah, them over. Exactly. Especially to like my ballroom fiance, exactly. like dancer. Like, oh, here you go. Mommy has to go fight and kick some yeah. ass. Yeah. But then you're actually, you're actually breastfeeding each other's babies. Oh, yes. Yes. Just, right. Actually, Bree just Rich has her feet up and I'm breastfeeding them both at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I'm like getting ready for the match. And then I pass them over and get into the wheelchair and I'm like, let's go. Let's roll. I feel like, I feel like we're on to something. Have you always felt supported by the WWE? I mean, I know, like, is this a real big family and is it a lovely, you know, do they take care of everybody? The one thing that Nicole and I have always felt with WWE is when you're grateful for what they've done for you and you kind of really look at it like, you know what, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for them. You're part of like what feels like a good family. It's unfortunate because a lot of wrestlers do leave and they kind of just... They bash WWE and they'll bash Vince and like all of it. But at the same time, I'm like, every boss is tough. Like you don't, I haven't ever met a boss that was easy, but at the end of the day, he gave me an opportunity that if you told me as a kid, I would see the world, I'd be able to own like a home and like be able to vacation when I want and like do all these cool things. I would have never believed you, but I'm like, Vince gave me that opportunity. Like he believed in, in me when I was just like a nobody Coming off the sky bar yeah. <laughs> with a couple thousand dollars to my name. With Dang your girl. kicks and off with your sunset. kicks and your sis and your car driving cross country. Yeah. I mean yeah. stopping for two dollars you call it in Mobile, <laughs> well, we Alabama. It. We're excited. <laughs> we love their two dollars you call it. Do you feel that you've been paid rightfully so compared to some of your male counterparts and peers in WWE? I mean, I you know, when we were active. I definitely felt, I remember at times like I would know some of the guys that were making more than us, but I knew we were bringing in more and that was really difficult. And there was some of the women that were starting to become outspoken about it. And it was hard because I really wanted to be. And then in the back of my mind, I kept hearing like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. But on the other hand, I was like, I'm working so hard, literally breaking my neck for this business. And I'm more over than this guy and he's getting paid more just because he's a male. And it was hard and there was so much more I wanted to do and then I broke my neck. And it was like right when I felt like I finally was able to get that voice about pay. But I definitely remember that period of time that it was super frustrating. But we were were raised that you have to be so grateful for everything. And so that would always be my inner struggle. Like we didn't have much growing up. And so then all of a sudden I felt like, okay, but if I bitch about it, like I have so much more than what I, I grew up with, like, am I going to lose it all? And it was such a struggle because I tell Bria at times I wish I fought even harder for those kind of things. 
um, instead of for the women having more TV time because we were just like, we're not just the icing on the cake anymore. Like we're the main entrees here. And so there, it's been like a battle and now they're finally like there. Like when I hear with the women, it's like just started this past year where a lot of the women are making more than the men, which rightfully so, because the women yeah. right now are right. doing more. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's, I think it's a learning process for everybody, which women have always had a hard time asking for what they deserve. Yeah. Right. Totally. I, I agree. Then all of a sudden you have these couple women who come out in front of it and you're like, oh shit, like I got a lot of stories about this, but then you don't really want to, like you said, bite the hand that feeds you, nor do you want to, sometimes, you know, this, my my thing is, is nor do you want, you know, that it's the, it's that thing that you hear or that you've kind of been programmed to feel like that girl. I don't want to be that girl, you know, who's like hard to work with or asking for too much. And I want to be liked and I want to be asked to come back and I don't want to, you know, I want to be grateful. And then, and then next thing you know, you're like, what the fuck? How much did he get paid compared to what? I, and you could look at numbers and statistics and everything and just be like, it doesn't add up. It just doesn't add totally. up. And I think too, like why a lot of us didn't speak up is we were lucky enough where the numbers weren't a huge difference because there were some of the top guys that were making a lot. And I even understood that. I'm like, okay, they are the headliners. And in our industry, they were still bringing in more people than us. Um, it was more the mid card guys but I guess it wasn't like such a big difference. I felt like the one thing that they lacked, especially when we were in our prime with divas, they didn't capitalize on the women. They were so focused on the men that they lost a whole audience that they could still have today because they just didn't believe in our mission or what we were doing and the changes we were making. I felt like we could have made an even bigger tidal wave if the company was behind us even more. They were behind us, but if they, they could have capitalized in so many different ways. And I think politics always come into play. I think in every industry, you have your favorites, you have who they want to push, who they don't. But at times I'm like, oh, what they really could have done with this big group of women mm-hmm. would have been so amazing mm-hmm. worldwide. Mm-hmm. Right. We did a lot, but oh my gosh, I, I we would always talk about that. I'm like, they could have capitalized and used us even more. Yeah. And they didn't. They yeah. missed out on a lot. So I want to know what your focus is in business now and what you're looking forward to. So the big focus that we've been having with our companies right now, because we have um, Birdie Bee, which is our lifestyle line. We have uh, um, hair and skin care line, Nicole and Breezy. And then we have a wine, um, Bonita Bonita and Bella Radici. And the biggest thing that I've, we both have been pushing is to make um, more eco-friendly, more green. We are. And it's funny because Bree and I have been going through our goals as we've been in quarantine and we're just massive winos and we realized like we love wine (laughs) and we want to get to Napa Valley in a few years. And we're like, how do we do it? We, you know, we're going to be 37 in November. We don't want to wake up to vineyards when we're 60 and only enjoy it for like 20 or so years if we live a long life. So we're like, let's get there sooner than later and start waking up to vineyards and being even more involved in our wine industry. It's like we kind of been breaking down our passions and like, where do we put more of our equity and our time? Um, and it's something I've learned a lot because I'm such a workhorse, 
But I've kind of now want to just watch the sunrise and the sunset and, you know, be around people that have like mind, mind, like minded. Jeez. I don't know. And, and also or... you grew up on a farm. Yeah. You just like come right back around. It does come it back does. around. It's so crazy. I miss the smell of like horse shit. Yeah. Like I yeah. never would have thought. Yeah. You get to break, break the, break the cycle on the places you want to break it. But like, oh. Uh, Come back to the things that make you feel good, you know, growing right. up on land. Ollie and I grew up in Colorado, like on land. I and we it. want that for our kids. Like I want that for Birdie and we want it for these two when they come. So yeah. I wish I could have touched you guys. I know. I know. You guys are awesome. Oh, well, you girls are the best. Thank you guys, you guys so are much. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. That was so Thanks. fun. Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut in in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Welcome back to our segment, Dear Bellas, where we give Bella-style advice to our listeners. Because who needs Abby when you have two Bellas? <laughs> That's right. And here's today's question. Hi, Bella. Big fan here. My name is Lindy, and my question is mostly for Nikki, but I know Brie can give a ton of great advice, too. In 2018, I had spinal fusion surgery two levels at C3 and C4 in my neck. I had lost full mobility of my left arm and it was completely paralyzed for four weeks. I've been in pain management. I've done physical therapy, OT, and everything you could possibly imagine to cure this pain, but I still have it. 
It causes issues with my gait because of the spinal damage I, I experienced. I used to be, you know, like you ladies, the life of the party, full of spunk and fearless. But now I walk with a cane and feel like a shell of the old me. I've been working really hard on my mind and body, but I'm not around a lot of people my age, 34, with spinal cord injuries or even chronic pain. I want to know how you dealt with your life making a full 180 because of your health or even some advice on how to maybe deal with it more just from a friend perspective and not just from a professional. Thanks so much, ladies. Wow, Lizzie. Wow. Lizzie, I have goosebumps I, everywhere. I have goosebumps everywhere. Um, one, I am so sorry what has happened to you with your spine Ugh, and your too. surgery and being paralyzed on one side. It isn't easy. And I know, and people who haven't had this surgery, it is so scary when you even go into surgery alone. And then when you don't know the outcome or how your body is going to heal, it's another fear that we have. The one thing I want to say is thank goodness you're healthy and that you're walking. And I just want to go from there to start to look at the, the positives of what we have, because, you know, I know there have been some people who have gone into surgery and they don't get to walk anymore and they have other issues. But it doesn't take the fact of your pain. And I understand that pain. I don't even think mine is as severe as yours is what it sounds like. But I'll tell you some things that I, I've done that have helped me so much with my pain and that I've learned from others who have pain. And when you say you've tried everything, like I truly feel that when we go through what we're going through, the holistic route is so helpful. And I know for me, I really got into um, Dave Ashbury's Upgrade Labs because he had a lot of tools there that helped people like me, red light therapy, cryotherapy sessions. He had this magnetic wave bed and I couldn't believe the relief that when I was dedicated that I felt in my neck because I would get to some points where the pain was just like you. Like I felt like I was getting migraines just every day. The pain wouldn't go away. I also really researched and put my money into an amazing neck pillow that I take with me on the road. It goes anywhere I go. I have to sleep with this specific neck pillow and that has helped me so much. And honestly, what I've realized what causes a lot of our pain too is inflammation. And so I've looked at what causes me the most inflammation. There are certain, even fruits and vegetables that can cause me inflammation that I've taken out of my diet. And so I would do a blood test and find out what foods cause inflammation for you, even certain alcohols. It's crazy when you start to dissect that. And I think the less inflammation you have in your body, that will also help with your pain. And then are you doing um, acupuncture? Because believe it or not, acupuncture helps so much because what we also don't realize is we have to think of scar tissue and scar tissue pushes on where we've had surgery and causes this pain. And then it's a ripple effect down our body. So I started to get into acupuncture and I was even starting to do wet cupping, which Brie, you've seen those photos oh, of me doing yes. wet cupping. Wet cupping is like a step above acupuncture. It's very painful, but I cannot tell you how relieved I would feel my neck and my shoulders after. Because what I also realized, what my surgeon had told me is I would let too many knots go in my neck because I'd be afraid to get too many massages. Cause sometimes people would massage me, make me feel worse. 
But then those knots in my neck would put pressure on my spinal fusion and would cause pain all the way down my spine, would cause my back to ache, my shoulders to ache, migraines, so much stuff. So I got really into wet cupping and ART and look into both those things because I feel like wet cupping is a gift from God. And I could put up all this info for you of people I've gone to in Los Angeles. I literally have had people fly in just to see this man that I see. He has helped UFC fighters. He's helped wrestlers. He has helped so many pro athletes. And he's helped a lot of cancer patients. But he's helped me the most with my pain. And it's because we also have toxic blood in our bodies, um, especially us who have had surgery. And we need that toxic blood to be out. And that's what wet cupping helps with, as well as acupuncture. Yes. And and I'm like Nicole, like Eastern medicine over Western. Um, I feel like Eastern's been around for centuries. And, you know, it's holistic and it's such a great way. I'll give you a little professional advice just because I I am surrounded by Nicole and Brian who've gone through so many surgeries and I'm going to give you some friend advice. And I want to end with the friend advice too. Yeah. And so professionally, um, I saw Brian um, really, like Nicole said, ART, acupuncture, also oxygen chambers. Oh, yeah. Just make him thrive with pain, um, with all his injuries, with surgeries. And it was actually pretty incredible to see Brian's brain before oxygen chambers. And then he was crazy dedicated, which is how we got back to wrestling, what his brain looked like after. And um, so I swear by them. And also the ART was incredible. Mm -hmm. And just waking up nerves, working nerves. It's crazy because, you know... After surgeries, nerves get scared. They need to hide in a cave and they don't know when it's okay to come out. You have to wake them up. So I would really look for someone holistic in your area who knows how to do that. And now I'm going to give you some friend advice. So our mom, you know, she had brain surgery. And before, I just remember my mom, you know, they told her, you're only going to get 20% movement back in half of your face. And my mom, like you, it's like life of the party, like all of us, right? You know, we're used to just being who we see in the mirror. And then all of a sudden that changes and that freaks us out. But I kept telling my mom, you're still the same person. You know, the life of the party, all this and that. And nothing changed. And so as a friend, I want to tell you. spirit. Accept your spirit, which we kept trying to say, mom, like the vanity part will come back. But you're still the fun person that we, like none of that has changed. And so just, you're still the same Lizzie. And I will say this picture, Nicole and I love from high school. One of our favorite soccer pictures is Nicole and I back to back and she has her cane because she had, was that your, when you broke your shin in half? When I snapped my, yeah, to be in half. And Nicole looks so badass in the picture. And Nicole, you actually (laughs) were really proud to walk around with that cane. I was It was hard on you at first, but then- You looked, I mean, people loved it and Nicole just really played into it it and owned it. And you need to own it because that you and your cane are going to be the life of the party. And then um, also, I feel like sometimes we get these new chapters in life and we just have to love them and rejoice them and they can be really, really hard, but this could be a small chapter in your life or a big one. But I feel like you're going to touch a lot of people. And that's why we wanted to play your message because the inspiration you can give to a lot, a lot of people. 100%. You have a very inspiring story. And Lizzie, I know we hear it so much, mind over matter, but mind over matter, it works. And 
accept this person who you are. Let's work on the pain so that goes away. But if the cane doesn't go away, Lizzie's still there. And this is a brand new rocking Lizzie. And we want you to own that and enlighten people and motivate people because you're there and you you could hear the pain in your voice. But I, I could I could also tell there is a fun girl in that voice too. And let's bring her back and and work on this next chapter of your life. During my neck, I would pray about it. I would meditate. I would ask the universe for incredible energy. And I was like, this is not going to end me. I will get back in that ring one day when everyone told me no. And I'm going to do all the things I still want to do. And I did it. And I did it seven months later because it was mind over matter. So just start to think that way. And I know you're going to have incredible results. And know us Bellas love you so much. Yes. And maybe one day, Lizzie, we'll all drink together. Get a little Brie mode. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Right? All right, you guys. If you want a chance to hear from us, give us a call at 833-Q-Bellas. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Yes. And thank you so much, Kate and Oliver, for making us laugh and having so much fun and being so down to earth. Honestly, mm-hmm. tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's podcast. And call 833-Q-Bellas to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. Show us some love by rating the show, leaving a review and hitting subscribe. And we launched a new Instagram exclusively dedicated to the Bellas Podcast, so make sure to follow us at The Bellas Podcast. Until next week, remember to stay fearless. And you always go Brie mode if you drink along with us. See See you you next Wednesday. Wednesday. And as Birdie likes to say, Bye-bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.